Welcome to another audio podcast by ChristchurchChristianCenter.org. Uh, about Paul when he was in a difficult situation in a prison, facing the possibility of death, suffering because he was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he says in Philippians 1 verse 20, My deep desire and hope is that I shall never fail in my duty, but that at all times, and especially right now, I shall be full of courage, so that with my whole being I shall bring honour to Christ, whether I live or die. For what is life? To me, it's Christ. Death then will bring much more because I'm going to be with him. But if by continuing to live I can do more worthwhile work, then I'm not sure which I should choose. I'm pulled in two directions. I want very much to leave this life and be with Christ, which is a far better thing. But for your sake, it's much more important that I remain alive. I'm sure of this. And so I know that I will stay. I will stay on with you all to add to your progress and joy in the faith so that when I am with you again, you will have even more reason to be proud of me in your life in union with Christ Jesus. Now, the important thing is that your way of life should be as the gospel of Christ requires, so that whether or not I'm able to be go and see you again, I will hear that you are standing firm with one common purpose, and that with only one desire you are fighting together for the faith of the gospel. I've often said that there's three Christian events that I particularly appreciate. One is water baptism. When uh, somebody is baptized and we witness that baptism, it reminds me of the fact that I was baptized and I committed my life to Jesus Christ. It reminds me of my commitment to him. Another is marriage services because they remind me I committed myself to my wife before the Lord to love her and to cherish her until death do us part. And the other one I really like is funerals, Christian funerals. Because in those Christian funerals, I'm reminded of the fantastic hope we have in Jesus Christ. Now, many of you would know that this last year, in May of 2016, our daughter Linda died of a long sickness and we haven't really got over that yet, to be perfectly honest. And it caused us to think about things, again, rather like you do at a funeral service. What is life all about? How do we determine what is a life well lived? What message does the Christian faith have for life, for death, and for what lies beyond? Does it provide any better answers than those that are screamed at us through the media these days? The answers of atheism and Hinduism and Islam and you name it. Um, does it offer anything to us, the Christian faith? To those who have everything materially and therefore think they have no need of God. Very much the situation I think down here in Christchurch. <coughs> to proud scientific 21st century man who has reasoned God away, replaced him with scientific laws, pronounced him to be a, a, just unnecessary and us to be just a machine without a soul who will disappear at death. What answer does the Christian life have for them? 
What answer does the Christian faith have for those who struggle, are in pain, who feel downcast, oppressed, rejected, a failure, unwanted, or as I've heard quite a few people say, a waste of space? Well, the short answer to those questions is the Christian life, the Christian faith, offers hope. Now, hope is a greatly misunderstood term in the Christian context. What do we mean by it? When we use hope in general speech, well, we generally mean that we want something to happen and we're not really sure that it will. <laughs> so we say, I hope the bus will arrive on time. It might and it might not. It might not come at all. Perhaps that's why they've changed 1Cs to P3s. <laughs> hope is something which has some evidence behind it. After all, buses have come in the past. But you have no guarantee, absolute cast-iron guarantee, that it will happen. But on the basis of hope, you act. In the case of the bus, the way you act is to wait at the bus stop. That is your action. I will not walk away in despair, I will stay here in the hope that the bus will arrive. And that requires faith. So in actual fact, out of your hope for a bus arriving comes a faith-based action. You stay at the bus stop on the basis that you believe the bus will come. So the writer of the Hebrews says, to have faith is to be sure of the things you hope for. You see, you hope for the bus to come, you're pretty sure about it, in, and we're talking in this worldly context, and so you hope that it'll come, so you have faith and you remain. In the Christian context, we have a hope, we base our faith on it, and we become certain of it, certain of the things we cannot see. The other thing about hope is it's always temporary. It has an ending, either because what you hope for happens, the bus turns up, or it never happens. You go see a message on the little screen saying something or other, saying it's abandoned. And in the same sense, in the Christian, the same sense of the Christian context, Paul says, if we see what we hope for, then it's not really hope. Hope, by definition, is something you want to happen, you believe will happen, you've staked your life on, but you haven't seen yet. That's its definition. And of course, there's the possibility that. It never would happen, not in the Christian context, but in life. And then we talk about hopelessness. So you know that tragic statement from Dante's Inferno, abandon hope, all ye who enter here, that's hell. There is a place of no hope. Now in English we use the word hope in a weak way and a strong way. The weak way I've been illustrating really, I hope it won't rain. <clears throat> it quite possibly will, we live in England. I'm hoping for the best, but I'm not really sure I'm going to get it. I haven't studied much, but I hope I'll pass my exams. <clears throat> and then there's a stronger use of the word hope, where you strongly desire something to happen, and you expect it with confidence. So you might say, I have studied really hard for this exam, and I have good hopes that I'll pass it. I still haven't got any guarantee until I see the, certifi the certificate. I've got no guarantee, but I have good hopes that I will pass it. In the early days, <clears throat> we would say, I hope that section of the ceiling will not fall down during the morning service, because it was really bad up there. Anyone remember that here? <laughs> a few of you. 
<laughs> buckets of water up in the balcony, the ceiling falling down. I hope it won't fall down. Now I say we have very good hope that that ceiling will not fall down in this service. Very good hope indeed. I can't guarantee it, but I have very good hope that it comes fast. There's a stronger use of the word. And then, of course, we have a negative expression. Don't build up your hopes. Don't get too strong in your belief. It's not worth it. Don't build up your hopes. That's an expression we use. But when we're talking about the hope of the Christian, it's always in the strong sense. What is it, then, that we Christians really strongly desire to happen or to be true and expect with confidence that it will take pass? come to pass because that is what hope is about well at root the answer to that is we hope we believe we trust we base our lives on the fact that God will fulfill his promises he has made promises we hope on those promises and we believe they will come to pass in fact all of our hope stems from the promises of God and they revolutionize our view of life. Hope itself is actually, when you think about it, a huge promise of God. You can imagine it as something bright or shining or infinitely desirable that you see up ahead, just shining away there in the horizon. You see it, you cherish it, you long for it, you believe it, you reach after it, you live according to it. That's what hope is all about something so huge, so vast, so amazing, so blindingly good that it almost blows our mind. In fact, there is no way we can fully understand the hope that God has given us. Our minds aren't big enough. It's completely different from the goals that many people have around us and we are being constantly being urged to have by the media hope to get rich, hope to be famous, Hope to look younger and take my ointment. Hope to live longer. Hope to be a footballer or a seer because they make so much money it's obscene. Hope to buy a new house. Hope well, for anything. There's a current advert actually on television, you've probably seen it, of a truck driver. Have you seen this one? He's a truck driver and he loves music. He loves opera. And he's always wanted to go to Italy. Now a travel firm has given him hope and he has gone to Italy and he's seen his opera. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's tiny, it's minuscule compared with the hope of Jesus Christ, the Christian 